Well, I see him on the TV He's preaching about the promised land He tells me believe on Jesus And steals the money from my hand well, Some say he was a good man But Lord, I think he's seen Cries of suicide of Vietnam there Fight losing war on a foreign shore To find his country didn't want him back The bullets took his best friend in Saigon A lawyer's took his wife, his kids, no regrets In a time I don't remember, Lord, and a war he can't forget He cried, forgive me for what I'd done then Cause I never meant the things I did I give me some to believe in If there's a Lord above I give me some to believe in Lord, I cried My best friend died a lonely man in some Palm Springs a hotel room I got the call last Christmas Eve And they told me the news I tried all night not to break down and cry As the tears rolled down my face I felt so cold and empty and low Like a lost soul out of place And the mirror, mirror that's on the wall See my smile it fade again And give me some to believe in yeah. Give me some If there's a Lord above I give me some to believe in Hold oh, the Lord arise Sometimes I wish to God I didn't know now Things I didn't know then Road, you gotta take me home Drive by homeless sleeping on a cold dark street Like bodies in an open grave Underneath the broken old neon sign That he used to read Jesus says A mile away live the rich folk And I see how they're living it up While the poor they're eating from hand to mouth The rich drink from the golden cup it just makes me wonder There's so many losing so few wins Give me some to believe in 
hands as gold. I gave him some to believe in. Sometimes I wish to God I didn't know now Things I didn't know then And give me something to believe in Hi there, everyone. Well, we hope you enjoyed a little bit of that song, Give Me Something to Believe In, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. My name is Michelle Prine, and I'm at Bay Point Church. I'm here with Pastor John Guiri, and we have um, a great question today about the nature of belief and um, what uh, what people kind of believe. You know, they sing these songs, even at our church where we sing, we believe, we believe in God the Father, and um, all of these wonderful words that we sing on Sunday morning. Uh, and sometimes we wonder, do you actually grasp the words and the meaning that you are actually singing? So um, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And um, Pastor John has uh, been thinking about this and has some good insight on it. So uh, we'll get started about the nature of belief. Well, good morning, everybody. It's so good and nice to be with you again. Uh, hopefully you're uh, getting uh, some value out of these podcasts. I know we work hard on them. And and please share them with your friends. You know, uh, one way that we can really get the good news of the gospel out is to just have somebody listen. And uh, these questions are very riveting. And um, I think a, a lot of people um, just want to know the reality of, uh, of the Lord and of the Bible and how it really fits into regular day life. So we're very excited to do this. So belief, what is the nature of belief? Michelle, you fielded this question. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, why, you, why, you, why you're bringing this one up? Well, you know, you, you hang around with people and they say, well, I believe this and I'm a Christian and all of it. Well, and also I go back to like in... Um, in church, uh, in our traditional service, we have our Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father. I believe, you know, we, we go through all of this and we say all of these words. And it's our prayer that we're saying them, um, you know, uh, meaningfully and that we believe it, <laughs> what, we're, what we're saying. Um, it, it concerns me sometimes, you know. Um, we, we sing this great song uh, in the contemporary sar- service by the Newsboys. <clears throat> it's called We Believe and... And the song says in it, so let our faith be more than anthems, greater than the songs we sing. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite songs because of that. Um, just, you know, how how do we get this to be something more than just uh, words that were just notes that we're singing? And then we leave church, we go away, and we don't really apply it very much. That's that's really a, a good question, a big question. Um, 
I, th I think we, we got to remember a few things as we address this one. Uh, first of all, Christianity is a set of beliefs, but it's so much more than a set of beliefs. In that sense, it is a belief system, but it's not merely a belief system. Um, think of it this way. Some people have kind of boiled all down to like, I believe in an abstract yeah. object mm -hmm. that we designate or we name as God. Mm -hmm. I believe God exists. Just like I believe two plus two equals four and that the earth is round and not flat. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's good to have those beliefs, right? It's good to believe there's a God, a creator God, right? Um, it's good to believe that two plus two equals four. You're not going to pass very many uh, math classes if you don't. Uh -huh. um, it's good to believe that the earth is round and not flat. You might get made fun of it if you believe it's flat. But I think what we're talking about is that Christianity isn't just a belief system. It is a set of beliefs uh, about God, about life, about this world, but it's even more than that. Probably the quintessential um, scripture on this is uh, James 2.19. I know many of you have heard it, uh, where James kind of chides his congregation. You, you believe that God is one and that you believe that God exists. Well, woohoo. <laughs> even the demons believe mm, yeah. uh, in God. And their belief is so transformative that they tremble at the awareness, the knowledge, uh, the understanding that God is real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think maybe some of the problem that you're talking about is there's kind of this divorce between what I sing in terms of belief and how I live and how I act. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I see that too in a lot of people. Um, I wish we could be kind of, you know, saved, if you will, by just believing in something, named a person named Jesus, uh, having a mental apprehension of that or a mental agreement with that. And I think for so many people, that's kind of the level they stay on. Well, some people actually, I think almost everybody, probably consciously or unconsciously, they hold some kind of belief system. Um, everyone does, I think. Now, not saying they're all, obviously they're religious, lots of different religious beliefs, but um, that's what's kind of scary to me. <laughs> right, and, and, and on top of that, I mean, Christianity is not just a moral and ethical system, although your belief does um, inform and influence how you behave morally and ethically, or at least it ought to, mm -hmm. if it's real belief. And I think if we would concentrate on um, the real meaning of John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whoever should believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, many people look at that and just say, yep, I believe God, Jesus, Bible, Holy Spirit, that reality is there. Mm-hmm. But the term that's used for belief, uh, the basic or most common Greek word for belief is actually uh, pistis. Uh, sounds like the word piston. And it talks about, yes, you have to have the knowledge, awareness, understanding. But 
it speaks more about trust. Uh, abandoning all hope in yourself to trust the way of salvation in Jesus Christ. And that way you will not perish, but you will have eternal life. Totally trusting Jesus and Jesus alone as your Lord, Savior, leader, forgiver, as we say it around here, um, that he is who he said he is. And this has tremendous import and impact and influence on my life. Mm-hmm. It's just not like going to my math class, if I had one in high school, which I've flunked <laughs> many times on my dad. You know, it's not like going there and for one hour I have to learn about math. But since I walk out, I could not care. Le- I couldn't care less about math. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. do math. Yeah. Um, you know, that sometimes, you know, that's an equivalence to, you know, uh, Sunday morning service. I go there. And I learned something about an abstract theoretical or theological object named God. And I walk yeah. out and I go there because I don't want to be, if he really is going to uh, be the one I answer to someday, I, I really don't want to tick him off. Um, I don't want to feel guilty. I would rather have God blessing me than be you know angry at me during the week. And, and I just think that is so light and so superficial and it really robs um christianity of what jesus said he came to give us in john ten ten, mm-hmm. i i come to give you life and life more abundantly and that is a relative term mm-hmm. that's that's a relationship you know um I think that next one of our other podcasts should be about these lyrics to hymns and, you know, even some of this um, Christian music, sometimes, you know, they, they call it the 7-Eleven Christian, contemporary Christian music, you know, the same seven words sung 11 times. I don't know if you've ever heard that. No, kind of karaoke worship. Yeah, but I'm thinking it. about some, you know, my mind when you're talking is thinking about a couple of these, the, the lyrics to these hymns, only trust him, only trust mm-hmm. him now. He will save you. He will save you. Mm-hmm. Trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. So those are strong words. I mean, I, I know we're going on to the trust part. And I kind of, I kind of like that believe and trust. Um, that really goes together well. That that helps me even. Well, I think it marries, it, or at least it brings the the term just out of a mental uh, recognition um, or agreement, and into the into the more relative uh, areas that God really wants to have for us. To mm-hmm. use a really uh, unusual example, which I'm proud to do, and that is, you know, I knew of my wife in sixth grade Mm -hmm. I first laid eyes on her this cute little blue-eyed blonde and uh but you know what during the course of our uh, junior high and high school years I didn't have a whole lot of contact uh with Lisa not until our senior year Mm -hmm. and until I built up enough guts to go ahead and ask her out but um (laughs) I always believed that she was there Mm -hmm. but I was driven to have a relationship with her Mm -hmm. It wasn't good enough for me just to know that she existed. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I said, she is so beautiful and so awesome, and I want to know her. I want to have a relationship with her. I want to know who she is. And ultimately, I want to share the rest of my life with her. And and so I think if we think of that's kind of the nature of belief, 
especially through the words like pistis in the New Testament, trust um, and, and build a relationship. I think that would really change a lot of hearts uh, in the existing church and for uh, approximately 80 million people in America who have a belief system, who agree with doctrine and dogma and theology and scripture uh, about who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, but they really, really don't allow it to impact their lives or at least start a relationship with him. It's kind of like I know just enough to get through the door of heaven someday. The old pearly gates. I know just enough. I agree with it just enough. Maybe that gets me in. But do I know things well enough in terms of it changes my heart to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because when you look, Michelle, uh, throughout the New Testament, all the relative terms that are used uh, in context uh, of God, you know, uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Think about it. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, I no longer call you my followers. I call you my friends. Mm -hmm. That's a relative term. He said that, you know, uh, right before he went to the cross. Um, what about like the great commandment? This is a highly relative commandment. Mm -hmm. The biggest, best, and brightest, most significant, most important commandment is you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love, you don't love abstract objects. You love a being. You love a person. And um, by the way, that's really, really, nobody knows this or really appreciates this. But Christianity is the only uh, I'll call it faith enterprise, if you will, or uh, religion, where you're supposed to, you're called to love God, and God loves you. Mm -hmm. See, it's the only uh, religion that's based on relationship. Not wisdom, just wisdom teachings, or ethical and moral do's and don'ts. It's based on a relationship. And that's why we hear in the New Testament, we are the family of God. And we use words like, you're my brother, you're my sister, mm -hmm. God our Father. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, why is that? Because God wants to not just save us from a Christless eternity. Well, obviously, that's important. But he did it in order to create a relationship with us. Like the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, 20, that through Jesus' death and resurrection, and when we put our faith, our trust in Jesus' death and resurrection of dying for our sins and rising again to give us new life, that he has reconciled us to God. And that he is the only way, truth, and life, the only way to, or, or the way, the truth, the life, and the only way to the Father. That's, that's relationship. You reconcile relationships, you know, whenever they're fractured or, or, or they're broken or they're divorced. You don't do that with abstract, ob abstract objects. You do it with people. Mm -hmm. And um, so when you go down and just look at that, um, the relative terms that uh, the Lord always uses in reference to us, like, I will never leave or forsake you. 
Nothing will ever separate uh, you from my love. Not heaven, not earth, not hell. Not the future, not the past. Not persecution, distress, tribulation, as Paul says in Romans 8, 31 through 35. Um, that's relationship. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta, Obviously, you have to believe that God exists, for sure. But... You have to trust him as Lord, Savior, leader, and forgiver. And you develop a relationship from there. And why would Jesus say, even as he was anticipating his uh, crucifixion, he said, I will not leave you as orphaned. Again, that's another relationship. Mm-hmm. But I will, send, I will send to you the Holy Spirit, and he will, bring to you, he will be you know, a comforting presence to you. Mm-hmm. Um, he will remind you of all the things that I have taught you. So, so, so the whole deal in Christianity is about a relationship, not just a belief system or an ethical moral system. Now, that's part of it, for mm-hmm. sure. And, but it's so, 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 so much more. And that's why the Apostle Paul would say something like in Philipp- Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. Mm-hmm. And the, the word there for know doesn't come well across in the uh, English, but from the Greek, it's gnosko, which means I want to experience mm-hmm. Christ. Yes. Another yes. relationship word. Yeah. I want to experience Christ in the power of his resurrections and the uh, resurrection and the fellowship mm-hmm. of his sufferings. I mean, that's all relationships. So, so when people just, you know, I talk to people all the time. Oh yeah, you don't have to convince me. I believe in God. <laughs> but you know what? They they run, drink, and chew, and hang with the people that do. <laughs> and you don't see the transformative element working. Because listen, if you are truly pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's a living thing. Mm-hmm. That's a living thing, primarily through the Holy Spirit, the mystery of the Holy Spirit. There are aspects and parts of your life that will be transformed. Jonathan Edwards, one of the uh, great, uh, one of the great, great awakening theologians of the 17th uh, century New England, you know, said our relationship with Christ changes our desires. It changes our desires more for Christ. Mm-hmm. So I would say that is hallmark of an authentic belief Mm -hmm. not just a mere intellectual assent to a set of doctrines or or, or those types of things so i just want people to experience more christ i think that's more like yeah you say believe and trust you really hit it with the relationship part of it and experiencing christ you know it's like (laughs) i'm sure you've never had a pet rock (laughs) yeah i think i did actually everybody you know has had a pet rock at some point or something like that, you know, and you love your pet rock, but it's not a relationship. You aren't receiving anything back from that, that mm-hmm. rock. Mm-hmm. It's just a rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hate to break everybody's heart, but no, yeah, um, God's just not a rock. Yeah, he's per a se. being, yeah. he's a, he's a person. He was a person he, relationship. It's about loving and um, just so much more than that. Um, it's not just a one way thing, I guess, as, as you could say, um, that we believe in him and that the words that we say when we're at church, we hope and pray that people are, are it's sticking, that they realize, um, you know, and, and I'm using this just generally. I mean, there's some, we have beautiful Christians and 
so many people um, that that know the Bible and know the Word. And um, I think just what we're probably talking about more is just um, understanding to believe, to to take it that extra step, take it take it more than just uh, saying words, and. And that's kind of where I am. I guess I go on the music side of it because I'm the music director here. So I think about these words that people sing and I just pray and pray that they're singing them. I mean, it almost brings me to tears. I just want them to, to know those words. Um, it's not about uh, the notes or what the room looks like or how things sound. It's really about them having a relationship with Jesus. And that is the ultimate reason that we are there together. Especially well, on a Sunday morning. And I really like where your, your passion and burden is for that because one of the really awesome things about music ministry in church and why Christianity has always been a singing religion. In fact, the quintessential singing religion. Mm-hmm. Pretty much for two reasons. God the Holy Spirit is very, what they call, melodic. In some ways and somehow, he works through music the best. This is why Paul would say in places like I think it's Colossians or yeah Colossians three fifteen and sixteen you know be filled with the Spirit by singing psalms hymns and spiritual songs. Mm-hmm. So so how does that work? Do you ever think of that? Because because I know in my own life, you know when I'm feeling uh, like the relationship with Christ isn't as strong as it should be, or I miss Him because mm-hmm. you know I've been paying attention to so many other things. Um, and distractions in my life, you know, sometimes I'll just come up to the church and, and I'll just start singing. Now, mm-hmm. I am the world's number one worst singer. <laughs> Go ahead, singer. let it out. Okay, and why well, you <laughs> never let me sing on any of the, um, nope. any of the groups we have here. But what happens is I do feel a greater sense of, or greater sense of God's presence in me and around me when I sing. And I think it's true because music, the power of music, is it opens up our emotions Mm -hmm. if we allow it. And every relationship has emotion. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been married. I think you just celebrated your 20th. Yeah, it could be coming up on 21 years in October already. Wow, that go fast. But could you imagine having no emotional attachment to your spouse? Right. That would be heck if you ask me. It would be absolute yeah. heck. And um, you might know that your spouse is there. You might know that your spouse exists, mm-hmm. right? But if there's no emotional attachment, I don't see how the relationship could grow. Correct. May as well marry a rock. Might as well marry a rock. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, so I kind of like to see it like that, but... Uh, I just worry about people. I would just believe in God. Leave me alone. I, and I think when they say this, well, I just want to escape hell. So I just want to know enough on how to escape hell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's not why Jesus died. If if, if it's all this was about was escaping hell, God could have just snuffed hell out and said, y'all be what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Right? He didn't. He sent his son because he loves us. Again, relationship. And then when we put our full trust in him, our relationship with him is then restored. It's reconciled. That relationship was broken originally or initially through sin, you know. Mm -hmm. But he did all he could do in terms of his selfless 
sacrifice where he freely laid down his life for us so that we might have that relationship healthy, loving, growing uh, day by day. Amen. Well, we pray that you did get uh, some more information out of uh, this wonderful podcast. And we um, definitely will be praying for you. We hope that you pray for us and for the church as well. And let me steal something real quick from uh, oh, I know. one of the uh, uh, people that I really loved and admired growing up, Keith Green, who yes. was the uh, uh, tremendous, passionate Christian uh, um, artist. And um, he once on one of his songs was just kind of talking before he sang. It's funny how a lot of singers want to preach and a lot of preachers want to sing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, nonetheless, um, he is, is talking true. about, you know, when you strip it all down, when you strip it all down, a Christian is somebody who is bananas Ooh. about Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to sum this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. If your belief makes you bananas about Jesus, then you probably have that true saving faith. Amen. We want to know you and know you more. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, let's end with a word of prayer. And then uh, following this podcast, we will play uh, a song. We'll play We Believe. So you can hear those great words. Pastor, would you pray for us? Gracious God, thank you for our opportunity to come just to converse and talk over some things. And um, we we all want more of you. And we can get it. You are so there for us. You're the great Emmanuel God. The with God. You're with us by your word. You're with us by your spirit. You're with us through the body of Christ, the other members of the body of Christ. And um, so, God, our hearts are filled with gratitude and thanksgiving for sure. And um, But, God, put in us just a greater passion, a greater desire to take wherever our relationship is with you right now, to just take it one step further this week. If that means a little more time spent with you in prayer, if that means a little more time spent with you and your word, a little more time at worship, a little more time in small group, a little more time with brothers and sisters in Christ, will you just give us that desire? Because um, we want to believe that much more than you just exist. We know that. But Lord, all of eternity, we're going to be learning and growing in our relationship with you. And it's going to be so awesome. Thank you for all that you have done to reconcile us back to you through your son. It's in his name I pray. Amen. 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 We'll see you at church. In this time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation
ocean When all is dark you help us see There is only one salvation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe in Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life We believe in the crucifixion We believe that He conquered death We believe in the resurrection And He's coming back again We believe So let our faith be more than anthems Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit.